Hopefully they can get restraining orders before Gary has to fucking beat the living dog shit out of him with a tire yeah. iron or whatever. Z- zip tie him to a tree and yeah, right. Leave him outside. I'd zip tie him to one of the goats out there. Actually, <laughs> we went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names with guns and axes. We sought our fame. Our destiny. And the USA. USA. I hope you guys got a fucking uplifting one for me this time, because, uh... <laughs> nope, it's even more horrible than the last bitch. ones. You're super fucked. I mean, I wish... Well, we'll start this off by uh, saying I'm going to ask you what you know about Bill Anderson, and if we were lucky, it would be the Bill Anderson that's like a country and western singer-songwriter. I haven't even heard of him. One night we were out on tour getting ready to do a show. And at the time, it really wasn't anything all that special. It was... What you might call just another one night stand When I looked over my guitar And there stood an old man His cowboy clothes were frayed and worn And his boots were far from new He's an old fella that, like, he's from, uh, originally from, uh, South Carolina, and he wrote some, like, hit, he's kind of one of those guys that wrote a bunch of shit that made other people kind of famous, he wrote some oh, shit for, Chris, like... Chris Christopherson style. Kinda. But he had, he does have, uh, he did for, uh, Cal Smith, he did a song called The Lord Knows I'm Drinking, which, <laughs> which is a, is a banger, for Sweet. sure. Uh, but, unfortunately, we're not talking about the Bill Anderson that sounds like a semi-decent guy and has brought joy to millions with his songs. We're talking about bloody Bill Anderson. Oh no, who is <laughs> this already sounds bad. Absolute piece of shit. But like, um, so was he, was he British? Is that why he's bloody Bill? Uh, bloody Bill. No, unfortunately, he's from Kentucky originally. I think heading west, Kentucky. Fuck. Uh, but uh, yeah, have you ever heard of him at all? Nope. News you to ever me. Heard, have you ever heard of Bill Quantrill? I've heard you guys talk about him. Have you ever heard of Jesse James? Mm, oh yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, <laughs> he's a co- he was a comic book character, right? Yeah, fuck, mm-hmm. kinda in a way. <laughs> and we're gonna, I, I, at least I've got some bitching to do about that because. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, uh, Bloody Bill Anderson is uh, what they used to call a bushwhacker, and not like the pro wrestling. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I get to put no, the song back in. Not, not that kind, but uh. It's uh, kind of one of these things where he grew up uh, kind of during the Bleeding Kansas part where we talked about Bleeding Kansas earlier, you know, with the... Oh, yeah. John, was, maybe John that's Brown where I heard Bill Quan- Chopping up people with uh, broadswords. Oh! Well, they, well, this has been... That happened while they were kids. Okay. But then this is more like, as the Civil War's kicking the fuck off, they just decided that they were going to be Confederates, but a little more for, like, money and pleasure than for, like actually fighting for the south so much sure no but, ideals um, oh they had ideals all right <laughs> like, it's like a it makes me think of one of those ads in like the back of a fucking reader's digest be uh learn to be a confederate for money and pleasure yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah kind of no, 
kind of some self-taught shit, but I know we'll let uh, we'll kick her off with the uh, with the. Oh wait, I probably shouldn't have announced the. Hi, welcome back to how the West is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> You're so ah oh. oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, you <West>. so <laughs> fucked. Yeah. You so didn't want to hear Will do that that you skipped the fucking <laughs> intro entirely. I, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <clears throat> okay, anyways, moving right along. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Will. Hit us with the comic sans. So, if you remember our Bleeding Kansas episode, there's a lot of people in, especially western Missouri, that wanted to join the Confederacy, but uh, Missouri was part of the Union. Um, <clears throat> their former governor, Major General Sterling Price... Uh, he tried to gain control for the Confederates, but uh, he had initial success, but then he had to retreat back to Arkansas. So basically, that only left uh, guerrillas or bushwhackers, like Bo said, to uh, to challenge the federal troops there, doing their raiding. But uh, eventually, they grew in size and skill and started making raids into Kansas itself, basically doing a lot of reprisals for reprisals. That's what's... Uh, Bill is going to be all about. Yeah, which we always know. It's always really productive when, you know, oh, you brutalized these people. Let me re-brutalize you. And then, well, fuck you. You brutalize these people. So, you know, that always ends well. Nice uh, endless cycle of violence violence, and anger. Yes, Mm -hmm. pretty much. So there, the Bushwalkers fought for what they deemed was their rights. And they just happen to be robbing other people's of theirs. <laughs> yeah, it's my right to enslave you. <laughs> Take yeah. your rights. Yes. Also, my right to, like, if you don't want people to get enslaved, for me to, like, kill you and steal your shit. <laughs> yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, definitely blurred the line between gorilla and bandit. Um, certainly, there's a large amount of killing just for the sheer thrill of it, as we'll see. Which is uh, always okay. heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Confederate general said of them, uh, quote, they regard life of a man less than that of a sheep killing dog. So that's uplifting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Damn. So Bill and his family had come to Texas in 1857 from, like Bo said, Kentucky. Uh, his mother was struck by lightning and killed in 1860, uh, leaving behind six children. Wait, wait, one, of one them more was time. shot You've- by a drunken Indian. You froze for a second. What? Who got killed by lightning? His mom. Oh, shit. She was probably out golfing during the yeah. thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. Red Fox! Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's some straight, like, bone or a bad sign. My mom got hit by lightning while milking a cow. I was hoping to squeeze in nine holes before this rain starts. Uh, certainly, Your Eminency. So, Bill was born in 1839. By 21, he acquired his own claim. Then he started accompanying wagon trains on the Santa Fe Trail. After several trips, became the second boss of the train. Soon after that, he and the first boss returned and claimed that they lost the train because the horses and mules strayed. Just like wandered off. You're not yeah, very so. good at running a wagon train if they just <laughs> all kind of wander off. So uh, more than likely, they just <laughs> sold all the horses and I was kept say, the money. It's, well, yeah. Yeah, it, so- it sounds more like... Oh, uh, uh, we did. We totally didn't sell them. They just walked away. Yeah, it's like if you had a, like a fleet of fleet of cars. Like, oh shit, I left the gate open last night, and they all got out. <laughs> you know, all my Crown Vicks are gone. You know, 
It's just kind of the same. Bill would go away to Missouri and come back, and he would have fresh new horses to sell for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's they have the horse trees in Missouri. You just go pluck them. You know, you mm-hmm. pay a set rate to the farmer, and you just go pick a basket of horses. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yep, a bushel of horses. Yep. Mm. Uh, another guy to talk about is Arthur Ingram Baker of Agnes City. Uh, he named the city after his mom, so he's mama's boy, I guess. But basically, the city had fallen on hard times, drought and overinvesting by Baker. So he also begins to raid with uh, Bill Anderson there. Uh, Baker was captured, though, and imprisoned for a while, and then let go by the Union. But uh, Bloody Bill continued his raids. Oh, yeah, he's, well, he got let go because he was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally not a Confederate. It's like, yeah, that's that guy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I think wasn't one of the things that pissed Bill off is, like, that guy was kind of, like, betrothed to one of his sisters. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, no, I would never marry no Confederate woman. And that, yep. pissed, that pissed Bill off. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not a Confederate. I just like the flag because it's heritage. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> of Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. uh, Bill continues to raid, though. Uh, most of his victims were unions, unionists. And even his backward uh, background was Southern. But it was more based on financial stuff because he told a neighbor one time while trying to recruit him, I don't care any more for the South than you, but here there's a lot of money to be made in the bushwhacking business. Uh-huh. Damn. Oh, and then, of course, Baker starts to come over and visit uh, Bloody Bill's little sister. Okay. He just hit marrying age of 15. Of course. <laughs> uh, so when uh, Baker pulls out, or stops coming around... <laughs> That went quick. Yep. yep. Uh, the family gets pissed. He marries an older school teacher who is 17 years old. Oh, cougar. And uh, <laughs> adding injury, Baker formed a posse in pursuit of Lee Griffith, who is a cousin of Bloody Bill and a member of his gang. Um, Lee stole horses from Baker's future father-in-law. God damn it. The Anderson family went to Baker to threaten to kill him unless he dropped the accusation against Griffith, and then Baker refused. So Bloody Bill's dad goes over the next morning, still drunk, with a shotgun, to Baker's house and demands that he comes out. Uh, Of course, Baker just goes up and shoots Bill's dad in the chest with a shotgun and kills him. Okay. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. So Bloody Bill and his brother Jim made no immediate attempt to retaliate. Um, Baker got a warrant on Bill for horse thieving and was hoping on swift justice because he didn't want to deal with a pissed-off Bill. Uh, But Bill got out on bond, and so Bloody Bill and his brother Jim go to Missouri for safety. Uh, Three weeks later, they come for the rest of the family. Uh, July 3rd, 1862, Bill, Jim, and Lee Griffith and two others stood outside Baker's store. One of them was a stranger to Baker, he went into Baker's house telling him there was a trail boss for a wagon train who wanted to buy some whiskey oh, and open up his store to celebrate the 4th of July in style. So Baker says, oh, let me get the keys. But Uh-oh. he takes along a brace of pistols. He goes to the store with his 16-year-old new brother-in-law there, George Segur. Baker goes downstairs to refill the whiskey jugs. 
Uh, of course, then he turns around and sees Bloody Bill and his brother Jim standing there. God damn it. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, I was not expecting to see you here now, said Baker. <laughs> even, even though I have two pistols, so I uh, think he had a little more of an inkling than he let on. Mm-hmm. And then Bloody Bill goes, but you do see me here, Baker, and oh, I am fuck. the last man that you'll ever see. God oh, damn no. your soul. <laughs> nice. Fuck. So Baker didn't wait and whipped out a uh, pistol and started firing and hit Jim in the thigh. Bill shoots Baker and leaves him moaning downstairs. Uh, They shot and threw down the 16-year-old Sigur and lit the store on fire. So everybody's in the basement while the store's on fire. Fuck. Uh (laughs) That's that's fucking cruel. Like, you know, pop, pop pop a cap and two guys just so they can lay there like moaning in agony and light the fucking place on fire. Well, I mean, as you as you will find out shortly, like cruel is kind of like the hallmark of this guy's garbage. MO. Yeah, garbage. Mm-hmm. So Bill torches the house and the barn and takes off to Missouri. Oh, and, and steals two horses because you can't do anything without stealing more horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next morning, he found Baker's body in the cellar. His arms and legs were reduced to ashes, but the first shot didn't kill him because he also shot himself in the head to avoid being burned to death. Fuck. Uh, the young 16-year-old brother-in-law managed to climb out the window but only survived a day, oh, fuck. letting everybody know it was Bloody Bill and his brother Jim who did the dastardly burnings. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucker psychotic, man. Yeah. Uh- I missed the part about the brother-in-law. Like everything I read, just oh, yeah, his brother-in-law got away. Well, that's not getting away. That was a little <laughs> for a day. No, they, yeah. So the Anderson brothers make it to Missouri, and they become full-time bushwhackers. Uh, early in the fall, William Clark Quantrill, leader that of the largest and most successful partisan group, he used to be a school teacher, but now he's uh, a war criminal. Right. Well, that's the thing with Quantrell. He's weird because, like, all these other guys are kind of, like, at least more or less been raised around the area. He came from, like, somewhere the fuck out east. He, I he think Ohio no, or something. Yeah, he had no... He didn't give no shit about... Basically, I think Quantrell was in it because, uh, A, he liked a bit of murdering and plundering. He was kind of like mm-hmm. land, land, land pirate more than... But it was just easier to do it under Confederate flag than it was to... Uh, Get union sanctioned, I suppose. I like that. Land pirate. <laughs> yeah. So Quantrill gets word that uh, the Anderson were robbing pro-Southerners as well. He sends out a detachment and had them take Bill's horses and warn them to be more discriminating about their thieving or otherwise be killed. Yeah, you better only thieve from Yankees, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. So Bloody Bill never forgave Quantrill for that, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, they moved their operations to another part of western Missouri. Uh, May 1863 in Council Grove. No one expected the bushwhackers there. 120 miles away from Missouri. Uh, Bill and Jim Anderson with 20 to 30 others. They return home to find their family home destroyed. But they weren't there to destroy the town. Dick Yeager needed a tooth pull. Who? Dick uh, Yeager? Th- Dick Yeager was the leader of their, their bang- gang at the time. That's going on the list of bitching ass fucking eighteen hundreds names. Dick Yeager. <laughs> so he just in town to get a tooth pulled. 
then the the dentist agrees to pull the tooth if they just left the town peaceably. But they go on for another 15 miles and they sack a store and murder its owner oh, and shot Jesus a wife Christ. in the arm. So they continue west on the Santa Fe Trail. Along the way, they attacked a 60-man posse, which captured 10. Uh, Jaeger and the Bushwhackers avoided more posses and then returned to Missouri. But what Bloody Bill did along the trip was unknown at the time, but surely had something to do with some of the killings. Uh, Even though they had lost some men, it showed it was possible to enter Kansas and fuck shit up. And that was something that Quantrill took notice of, too. So instead of just messing with Missouri, they're going to mess with Kansas now, too. And boy, do they. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, you know, we had the Bleeding Kansas episode, but a lot of that violence took place in the late 1850s. Right. That's this when is still these, going on during the war. So Yeah, that's that's when these guys, like uh, what Anderson would have been, like, not even a teenager yet. Like, he'd when, have been a... Uh, when Bleeding Kansas? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In fact, uh, like, a lot of these guys, you know, they, you know, clearly they were not super huge fans of John Brown. but yeah. uh But also, they're like... Oh, that murdering piece of shit as they go around. Yeah, murdering. totally. You know, it's totally. like, okay. He he only murders <laughs> to fucking, on principle, to make men free, but, you know, yeah. we well, murder for money and, and fun. And a little bit of, like, re- religious zealotry, like, sure, sure. in there, too, with, with, the, with the John Brown, like, mm-hmm. um, just to touch. Come So, May, July 1863, uh, bushwhacker incursions into Kansas were so frequent that those counties virtually empty out of all people. Uh, At the same time, Kansas Redlegs are doing the same thing in Missouri, except for the Union side of things. Right. Basically fucking shit up, too. Uh, The bushwhackers and the Redlegs kind of steered clear of each other. Because it's a lot easier to fuck up people that are unarmed than mm -hmm. fuck up other horse raiders. But the bushwhackers would harass Union troops, too, so much so that they were afraid to leave their forts or towns, giving the bushwhackers the run of the land. It's the fucking <laughs> army. Kill them. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, this, not very well, well trained or armed. Yeah, this is the Civil War army when, like, sure. most most of the well-armed shit was, you know, kind of needed back east, right. you know, southeast. So this is almost like, you know, during this same time out in Indian country, that's why you had, like... Forts that were barely manned by anybody with like no ammo in charge of like 300 square miles. You know, it was like, sure. oh, gee, why are the Cheyenne raiding all over the place? Oh, we can't do shit about it anyway. So it's kind of the situation these guys are in. Everybody's malnourished and weighs like 101 pounds or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'd have mm-hmm. like, you know, eight, eight pieces of shot in their pouch, you know, yeah. for that's like all they have. And yeah. Kind of. Like, probably the generals in charge, or, like, the officers in charge of them, probably not the best and brightest, because those guys are out actually fighting, fighting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so. yep. July 31st, 1863, Anderson gang, Anderson's gang went to Wyandotte County, Kansas, or however you pronounce it. I probably did it wrong. Yeah, it's Wyandotte. Yeah. Yep. Wyandotte. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> and now somebody will send us, well, we intentionally said that one wrong, so fuck off. We know it's wrong. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, around Kansas City, anyway. Uh, the game came across a wagon train and destroyed it. 
They attempted to rob a newly constructed stone uh, house, but were fought off by the wounded owner, and two of theirs were wounded. So frustrated, they took off and pillaged a neighbor's house and burned the home of a Shawnee named Big Knife. <laughs> That's Jesus like some Christ. fucking Three Little Pig shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. Okay. Well, move on to the fucking one made out of straw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they murder a, a county commissioner. Then they go home, torching four more houses and killing one more. In the morning, the Union Army picked up the trail and found them and surprised them, killing four and scattering the others. Surprise! Boo! Ah! Yeah, four, yeah. four guys just dropped dead of a heart attack. Right. Uh, they, the Army shot one of the bushwhackers uh, on his horse. They were confused when he didn't fall off because he was tied to his horse because they would ride through the night and sleep in the saddle. Oh, Holy God. shit. So that's pretty hardcore. No shit. Well, also, you're giving a lot of faith to your horse. Like, all right, fucking Silver, we're going to go raid Lawrence, Kansas tomorrow. So I'm going to start driving you like east here. Just keep walking, Mr. Horsey. I'm going to catch 40 wings. <laughs> I mean, just wake up. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, I mean, that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah, that's like, that doesn't sound fun at all. That's why I don't trust this, like, fucking auto-drive car shit they want everybody to have. Oh, fuck now, that. You know, no way. Have your, have your Prius drop you off, like, 100 miles from where your destination's supposed to be or whatever. Uh, June 16th, 1863, Brigadier General Thomas Ewing, he was the brother-in-law to General Sherman, he assumed command of the District of the Border there in Missouri. Uh, that same day, Quantrill's raiders uh, ambushed Westport and killed 14 soldiers. Uh, this kind of determined Ewing to do something about the bushwhackers. So he decided to hit them where it hurt and attack their friends and family and sympathizers. So Union troops arrest nine women for spying and aiding uh, the guerrillas or the bushwhackers. Mm -hmm. With them, Ellen and Josephine Anderson, 16 and 14, and uh, 10-year-old Janie went along because she didn't get arrested, but she didn't have anywhere else to go because took the rest of her family. Right to Janie. Goddamn. Mm -hmm. uh, the feds took them to UKC and held them in the Thomas building. Right. The adjoining building was being used as a guardhouse, so they removed partitions and posts to make more room. And they happened so, to be load-bearing partitions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And oh, that shit. building began to sag against the other building. Oh, no. Cracks began to form, and the building collapsed. Fuck. Four of the women died, including oh, Josephine. Uh, Mary Ellen and Janie survived, but Mary Ellen was crippled for life, and Janie had two broken legs. Jesus so, Christ, man. News of this enraged the bushwhackers, believing it was done on purpose. So after this, now Bill really gets the bloodlust going. Yeah, because they were spreading rumors like, oh, it's, they, you know, the Yankees, like, dug a bunch of, like, they dug underneath the building to cause it to collapse, like, all this literally, like, crazy-ass conspiracy yeah, theory, fake theory shit. Wow. Where, as it turned out, it was just, like, you know, normal, like, negligence and, like, shitty understanding of how yeah. not to, what walls not to rip out to make a building fall down, but... That's like when, yeah. when, when I hear people say, like, oh, they don't, they don't make them like they used to, I usually go, like, thank God. Because yeah, yeah. uh, they didn't know how to fucking build anything back then. <laughs> oh, there's not a lick of asbestos in this entire thing. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> no lead pipes? What the fuck, man? No lead Newspaper for insulation? Yeah. God. Uh, so Quantrill was 26 at the time, a little bit older than uh, Bloody Bill. 
Uh, three years before you lived in Lawrence, Kansas, you went by the name of Charlie Hart, and he belonged to a gang that rustled cattle and stole slaves to sell back to their masters, which is a good gig if you can get it. Oh, God. God damn, dude. Uh, 1860, he leaves after a warrant was issued for his arrest. Uh, he serves with General Sterling Price for a while, but becomes uh, top chieftain of the Bushwhackers. Uh, he had about 350 uh, guerrillas under him. Uh, among them was Bloody Bill. Uh, so they go to Cam- uh, Lawrence again. Oh, fuck. There here they come, meet no here resistance. Here it comes, Tony. Here it comes. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, Lawrence, so Kansas they, can't catch a fucking break. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they burned, looted, and killed. Uh, they did spare women and children, though, but shot men and teenage boys. Uh, Bloody Bill said he personally killed 14. Uh, before departing, Bloody Bill said, I'm here for revenge, and I've got it. But, yep. of course, it wasn't quite enough revenge. You, you need some more down the line. It's, ne- it's never enough. It's like eating human flesh. You just get even hungrier after that. Mm-hmm. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> Add a little bit of flavor to it, too. It's like, um, you know, the city of Lawrence was more or less kind of unarmed. Because they had a, uh, it had been a, a while before, like a month or so before, apparently they had like a sheriff come through that was kind of like a southern sympathizer, but it was like, well, we're trying to, you know, defuse all this violence, so uh, everybody turn in your guns. So if you don't have no guns, you can't have any shenanigans. It was like, nah. <laughs> but, you know, they end up, you know, they end up getting most of the guns out of there anyway, so... The city was more or less unarmed. Also, they had had set up kind of a militia to protect themselves. But, it, you know, it's expensive and tedious to keep that rolling for a super long time. Yeah. So they kind of let their defenses kind of lapse a little bit, too. So when uh, Quantrill and Anderson, like, rolled in there, they were they were pretty, pretty caught, pretty flat-footed. Yeah, it's kind you of know. a perfect, perfect storm. Yeah. So October 6, 1863, Quantrail and 400 bushwhackers ride south for the winter to Texas. Like uh, the base- s- s- uh, swallows of Capistrano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta get out of this town! <laughs> yeah, and go where? Where are we gonna go? I'll tell you where. Someplace warm. A place where the beer flows like wine. Where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. Well, when the foliage foliage from the trees and the crops, you know, it's kind of hard to bushwhack if there's no bush to whack, to whack from. Yep. <laughs> See you whacking in that bush. Uh, along the road is a small union fort called Baxter Springs. That's uh, one hell-raising town out there in southeastern Kansas, according to Ray Wiley Hubbard. Ruth and Lynn come down from Baxter. Springs, that's one hell-raising town way up in southeastern Kansas. Got a biker bar next to the lingerie store that's got the Rolling Stones lips up there and bright big neon and they're right downtown where everyone can see them and they burn all night in the They got a Ooh. biker bar next to the lingerie store. <laughs> oh, there's a song called Choctaw Bingo, and they mentioned Baxter Springs in it. It's great. Oh. It's uh, it's it's couched as being a song about the was it North Texas, South Oklahoma methamphetamine industry. <laughs> uh, like first lyric is uh, strap the kids in, give them a little bit of Benadryl and a cherry coke. We're going to Oklahoma. <laughs> but, uh, 
Wow, well, we should they, play the whole thing right now. Yeah, it's it's like a fifteen minute long song, but <laughs> it's got some it's got some great. It's about going to a family reunion, and uh, some of his second cousins live in uh, Baxter Springs, and they run a pretty much a lingerie store. And they're all like hot, and he wants to bang his cousins. Is the gist? Oh Jesus of that Christ! Part. <laughs> 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 I'll play it. Tales old as time. Yep. Originally written by Ray Wally Hubbard, but uh, my favorite ver- uh, version is actually done by uh, uh, James McMurtry, who's the son of uh, Larry McMurtry, who wrote uh, oh. Lonesome Dove. And also Larry McMurtry was in the show Lonesome Dove as one of the kind of like background cowboys. Oh, hot damn. Strap them kids and give them a little bit of vodka and cherry coke. We're going to Oklahoma City. Whenever I hear Baxter Springs, whenever I was reading that during this research, that's all I could think about is that song Choctaw Bingo. So check it out. <laughs> uh, so where were we? Oh, Quantrill sends a, a guy named Poole to attack from the south. Well, he would attack from the north, but Poole charged too quick and it forced the Federals inside the fort, which only had like four foot tall barricades and it was open on one end. It's not a uh, fort, that's a yard. Yeah. <laughs> As Quantrell neared the fort, he saw eight wagons approaching. Uh, they were the headquarter train of Major General James Blunt, commander of the frontier. And also in there, they had a demijohn of whiskey. A what? Uh, I, for- I forgot how much a demijohn is, but it's just a big old jug of whiskey. That Demi, demi like John, J-O-H-N? Mm-hmm. All right, it's anything up. wrapped in like uh, wicker or something. First, like I thought you timing. said Jimmy John of whiskey anyway, so... A sandwich like, full of whiskey? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is It is 1.3 gallons. It. You know the uh, when you buy the little uh, Martinelli's apple cider, but the the, sing, the single uh, person like ones? The, it the looks, grenades? Yeah, it looks like a little grenade. It's shaped like that, and then it, it goes into a fucking wicker basket with a lid on it. It kind of looks mm-hmm. like, um, like when you get table wine at an Italian restaurant. I was just going to say that yeah, sounds it's like, like that. some... Buca de Beppo, like, prop shit that they'd have hanging on the wall. Oh, and I guess, you know what? There's different sizes. So this one's 1.3 gallons, and then they have 54-liter ones, which is 14-gallon. So maybe that it's a 14-gallon like That sounds more like the wagon train size, you know, like yeah. the, mm-hmm. the Colonel's the colonel's 24-piece bucket versus the <laughs> snack yeah. pack. Back, snack backpack? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Blunt's guard mostly runs. But Blunt uh, managed to escape with a handful of others, but uh, 89 Union soldiers die that day. Holy Jesus. shit. Among them wow. are the musicians of the headquarters and a 12-year-old drummer boy. You motherfuckers. <laughs> well, once again, these, like I said, these guys are not fighting like hardened-ass Union troops. They're like fighting the band and like the laundry guy. Yeah, fucking and, cowards. Like, <laughs> like, who's the easiest target I can pick off? Right. So. The postal workers. They had that? No. Uh, Bill's gang was towards the back, so they didn't really get to participate in a massacre, but they pilfered uh, the wagons, though. Um, well, that's consolation prize. Yeah. Bloody Bill still wanted to attack the fort, but Quantrell was taking a swig of whiskey from the Demijohn and said that they had enough. <laughs> Bloody Bill was pissed because he wanted more blood. 
Phil need to learn to drink whiskey better. Like, you know, clearly that's what Quantrell did. Oh, we got enough to get us drunk for today, Bill. We're not going to take the Ford after all. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. There's still blood in there. I want to kill. Mm-hmm. I want a demijohn of blood. <laughs> demijohn of blood. <laughs> <laughs> so when they get to Texas, the bushwhackers begin to fight among themselves. Uh, many leave. Some were appalled by the, all the killing in Lawrence. Um, some believe that the loot wasn't divided up fairly enough. Some believe it was just a lost cause because the Confederates just lost at Gettysburg, Vitz, Vicksburg, and Chattanooga. Uh, the Confederate general in Texas didn't like them either, and their drunken sprees and robberies and sometimes murder and terrorize Texans too. The Confederate general had them try to do some actual military work like round up deserters. <laughs> but they shot happen. more than they returned. I was going to say, Roundup is not their fucking... That's not their go-to. <laughs> nope. Early in March, they reorganize under General Sterling Price. Uh, Quantrell gets to become a colonel. Uh, Todd, a captain, uh, who is also a kind of a commander in the Bushwhackers there. Hey, what's up? I'm Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Todd. Bloody Bill is a lieutenant. You sure is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Beavis, let's follow him and find out how come he's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can become cool, too. So Bill didn't like serving underneath Quantrill. Uh, one of his gangs stole a bolt of cloth from one of Quantrill's. Bolt of cloth. Yeah. Yep. You know, like a bolt of cloth. Like, it, it still comes in bolts. Like, you go to, like, Joanne Fabric, and there's, like, the cloth is, like, wrapped around. Like, as you see cloth, wherever cloth is purchased. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, it's just you know, wrapped up around a it's fucking, It's fucking yeah. folded up cloth, yeah. I didn't know that was called a bolt. Yep. Yep. Uh, so as punishment, he was sent over the Red River into uh, Oklahoma as punishment. As no! you do. Anything but Oklahoma! Strap them kids in, give them a little bit of Benadryl and cherry <laughs> coke. We're going to Oklahoma, I fucking told you. That's right. And there he picked up a bolt of human skin. Yes. <laughs> So they said if you come back, you'd be shot. Uh, well, of course he does. And then he robbed and shot a farmer. So Quantrell had him killed. Oh, This pisses off Bloody Bill. Uh, Bloody Bill leaves and quits the outfit, taking about 20 men with him. He told the Confederate General McCullough that it was Quantrell that was responsible for all the recent killings and crimes. Which is uh, bullshit. Mm-hmm. So... McCullough invites uh, Quantrell over and places him under arrest. Uh, Quantrell places his revolvers on a bed. Um, McCullough invited him to eat and discuss the situation. Oh, that's uh, very civil. Quantrell refused. So no, McCullough I leaves. <laughs> yeah, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining them in like a, a fucking like a like a Denny's or something. It's like, oh, take me to a, a public place, huh? So I don't freak out. (laughs) So McCullough leaves and leaves Quantrill under guard by two men. But Quantrill didn't remain captive for long. He pretended to get a drink of water from the water cooler and grabbed his guns, still laying on the bed. (laughs) I don't know how this works, but disarmed the guards and took (laughs) off. It works the same way every other prison break we ever talk about. It's like... Oh, all that's in my jail cell is a fucking loaded cannon and a fucking saddled horse and some dynamite and <laughs> some rations and 
a chainsaw and, you know, <laughs> fuck. Don't go anywhere. How the West Was Fucked will be right back. Come on down to Liver Eaton Johnson's Oregon Trail Restaurant for the tastiest cuts of flesh. We got Cruel Liver Surprise Special every Sunday for $8.99. We got Sioux Hearts for $10.99. We got Cheyenne Pudenda for $11.99. Kids eat free if they're still alive. If not, we'll buy them carcasses. So, come on down to Liver Eating Johnson's Oregon Trail Restaurant, where we spell Oregon O-R-G-A-N. So, the general's kind of embarrassed by Quantrill's escape, so he sends a Texas militia after him. Uh, they were later joined by Bloody Bill and his men. Uh, but the militia got spooked by uh, somebody's gun going off in the middle of the night. Uh, Quantrell leaves for good for Indian Territory or Oklahoma back then. It's like they'd never heard a gun go off before. It's a fucking well, Texas militia. Never, never heard one that they didn't fire. Sure, sure. Personally, like I think there's a big difference between good soldiers and bad soldiers back then. <laughs> anyway, they're back in Missouri by spring. Um, Bloody Bill leaves for Missouri about the same time. Uh, along the way, he marries a woman named Bush Smith. Oh, wonder what her uh, most notable feature is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good thing I can whack that bush for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They call me the bushwhacker. <laughs> this is a match made in heaven here. Yeah. They probably met like in a you know a bar tent, and he's like, "What? What's your name again? You're coming with me." No, they clearly met in the bush. Like, she's <laughs> living in a hovel of sticks, eating squirrels and rutabagas. And oh, yeah. He's all thrashing through there. Would you to... like a bat wing? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sure would, Bush. Thanks for cooking. Yeah. You're one hell of a lady, Bush. I think I'm going to fucking hitch my wagon to your star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's better than being prickly pear, I guess. I guess. Yucca, yucca, yucca crotch. <laughs> yucca. Uh, back in Missouri, it looked kind of bad for the uh, bushwhackers there because the Federals had just placed 1,200 soldiers, uh, mostly from Colorado's 2nd Cavalry. Isn't that uh, like Shavington? Uh, not quite. Oh. It would be close, though, because this is about the same year. Yeah, but uh, that was a volunteer army, though. Oh, that's right. Still yeah. shipping to the adjacent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, during the card game, uh, Todd flagrantly cheated. Uh, Quantrell said he'd not play if he did. So Todd pulls out a pistol, pistol and asked if Quantrell was afraid of him. Hey, dude, are you afraid of me? <laughs> no, I just don't want you to blatantly cheat because it's obvious you're cheating and I, uh, you know... That doesn't mean I'm afraid of you. It means you're a shitty cheater. I just don't want to play with you anymore. Dude, I didn't cheat at all, man. Yeah, I, I mean, you literally, I watched you, like, tuck the other card, like, right into your pocket. Like, like not even trying to hide it. Like, what the fuck? Want to see my gun? Anyway, uh, Quantrell says, yes, I'm afraid of you, because that's the right answer if somebody points a gun at you. 
Uh, anyway, Quantrill rides away and he takes his teenage mistress across the Missouri and hides out. That's a fucking band name or a song title. Teenage, teenage mistress. mistress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just a teenage, teenage mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it any better than I want candy? Oh no. yeah, because that's pretty. That's what the teenage mistress is singing. Okay. Yep. yep. Oh, shouldn't be playing that in a primer van while you're <laughs> driving up down the street. <laughs> Excuse me, I have lost my huffy bicycle. Here will you help me? I will pay you one of these basket of kittens that I have in the van. <laughs> Anyway, so Todd takes charge. Whoa, it's Todd. Todd, he came. Todd, cool. So he <laughs> begins to hit and run Union targets, but the second Colorado was after him and kills 13 of his men. Uh, Todd was forced to scatter and wait. That's kind of what they would do at the time is just, you know, scatter and become civilians again, so they're not obviously a target. So they're exactly like Al-Qaeda in Iraq or the Taliban or... Yep. You know, any of that shit. Uh, So he was also waiting for Price to make another attempt on recapturing Missouri for the South. But this puts uh, Bloody Bill at the forefront of the Bushwhackers. So the next four months are going to be the bloodiest so far. Mm, Extra bloody. Yay. So June 12th near Kingsville, Bloody Bill rides up with some 80 men. And they rode up to 14 unsuspecting federal troops. Because Bloody Bill's guys were dressed in Union blue, as they were a lot of the time. Uh, So they ride up in a friendly manner and drew their guns and then shot the shit out of them. Drew their guns in a friendly manner and then shot the shit out of them in a friendly manner. (laughs) Exactly what I was thinking, yeah. And then then profane their remains in a friendly manner. manner. (laughs) Exactly, because they scalp a few in a friendly manner. Oh, fuck. Uh, (laughs) That's the first time they started doing that. Apparently, uh, the reason why they learned to do that is uh, one of those where I think it was it was probably with the Colorado like base or it's one of the times they were being pursued. There was uh, a Native American gentleman with the uh, with the party that was doing the pursuing, probably you know in kind of a scout role. And after a skirmish, he scalped one of the bushwhackers, which then made the bushwhackers be like, "Ha! Oh you do shit! That to okay. us, we got to you." So yeah, copycat crime. Mm-hmm. These guys are like fucking, they're like children. Like, you know what I mean? It's like so fucking petty, but they're murdering people. I know we are, but what am I? Totally. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go go ahead. doesn't take long for the fabric of society to break down, as you can yeah. see. Yeah. At any Black Friday sale at any Walmart. <laughs> uh, June 12th near Kingsville. Bloody Bill rides up with... Uh, oh, I already did that one. Yep. Later, they ray, uh, ride past the former Cyrus Lions. Bill and company were still wearing their Union Blues. So they asked Cyrus why he wasn't in the Army. He said, well, I'm in the militia. Then Bill asked, why aren't you driving out the Bushwhackers? And Cyrus said, well, I didn't know that they were around. And Bill said, well, I guess he'd done enough. I'm Bill Anderson. And then he shoots Cyrus dead. What the fuck? I at first was going to be like, Cyrus was like, well, why aren't you driving out the Bushwhackers? Well, I didn't know that was my sole responsibility. You know, like... I'm Bill Anderson, a Bushwhacker. No, well, yeah. Uh, Anyway. 
June 23rd, the gang struck a railroad at Rennick. Uh, they looted stores and downed uh, telegraph wires. They were to intercept a train, but that was stymied by the appearance of 40 federal troops. Uh, so the bushwhackers leave, and 27 soldiers and 12 civilians went after them and killed two. Uh, going back the next day, the federal troops were ambushed by Bloody Bill, and they killed two of the federals. A uh, guy named Little Archie Clement scalped him. Got to take a look at this guy. He's pretty cool. He's like five foot one and hundred pounds. And <laughs> oh, so it wasn't just a interesting nickname. Mm-hmm. And so he scalps him and leaves a note. You come to hunt. Uh, quote: You come to hunt bushwhackers, and now you're scalped. Uh, and he spelled it S K E L P T. Scalped. Clement scalped you. And uh, signed W.M. Anderson, Bill Anderson. Boy, there's uh, actually quite a few pictures of Archie, but uh, I'm seeing the one with the fabulous hat with the with the uh, Remington revolver and the uh, hat with the what appears to be like ostrich plumes all over it. That's holy shit. Yeah, they didn't have a, a set dress code, so they were well. You do notice on a lot of pictures of these guys, they they were all about the hats. Like, you know, the most famous picture of Bloody Bill, he's got the little Che Guevara star thing going on with his hat. And, like, Archie, like I said, looks like it's more like a hat I think like a lady would be wearing to the opera during this time period, but whatever. They should have changed their the gang, gang name from the Bushwhackers to the uh, men who wear hats. Wait, was that that big? Do the safety dance. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. After more ransacking and burning and train robbery, they go back to Huntsville, and they hear from some friendly civilians that um, the town had a garrison of troops, and the troops' commander's father lived two miles south of town. So Bill and the gang find the house, and then they string up the old man a little off the ground each time to try to tell him where he had hid his money. Oh, yeah. I know that I know this one too. Gross. And he'd be about to pass out and then they let him down. Then a little girl comes out and demands that they stop hanging her grandpa. <laughs> How dare they she? Shove, <laughs> they shove her back in the house. Meanwhile, a black servant ran the two miles back to town to get help. Uh, then they start whipping the old man. Fuck. So when the garrison commander heard that he had to be held back because he was going to go to his father's rescue, but it was obviously a trap. Eventually, the old man stops twitching. So the gang gives up on him and gives him some goodbye lashes. And then they take off. But the old man regains consciousness, Holy got shit. up and walked to town with a noose around his neck. <laughs> hey, why are you late? <laughs> God well, yeah. damn. Well, and you know, as you can imagine, you can only deprive somebody of oxygen for a so long and so many times before uh you know the, the old the old brain stops working quite the way Shit. she was meant to. So yeah. yeah. So after that they split into two parties. One led by Brother Jim went to a schoolhouse where religious service was being held with uh young men and boys. Uh, they, they go in there. Because <laughs> I don't know what they did, but anyway. Close. They asked who would fight for the South, 
and 24 of the 32 stepped forward. The others were tortured. They were stripped, whipped, and had them pray with guns to their heads. But eventually Jim gets bored and then they leave, letting them go. Stripped and whipped sounds like the worst uh, Waffle House, like, yeah, you know, totally. smothered and covered, stripped and whipped. <laughs> like, it's a it's a it's a fucking like uh, a waffle restaurant. And like the logo, the logo is like a, a anthropomorphic waffle with like a blueberry ball gag in its mouth. Getting like get getting like sprayed by fucking fire hoses of, of like, uh, well, syrup and shit. Or fucking Captain Pervert. It could be an anthropomorphic waffle with like just strips of bacon and whipped cream. You fucking perv. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> Still oh, not going to be as good as Leatherface's House of Pancakes. Never. Yes. Nothing is. Yeah. Big old bush of whipped cream. Yep. That's what I'm picturing. Then you got the strategic bleep place banking strips to cover the waffles nipples yep do, do yep. waffles have nipples well they do in this scenario okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and they scream while you eat them yeah there's like a oh yeah hold on hold on oh yeah then there's like a breakfast sausage dressed like a fucking dominatrix there uh just go. spraying it down with fucking uh with syrup yeah now, you, now you're talking uh okay Leatherface's house of pancakes and fish and chips on the outside, but there's so much more on the inside. Would you please pass the vinegar syrup? Hey, my pocket has a tattoo! Here at Leatherface's house of pancakes and fish and chips, the fries, they may be soggy, but the slaw, the slaw's family. Bronson Swagger Company. Uh, Bloody Bill was taking supper at a farmhouse, but he made the mistake of not putting out a guard. So the home guard, kind of the local militia, sneaks up and starts firing into the house. Of course, they wound two women and a baby, but didn't hit any bushwhackers. What the of fuck? Course not. Hey, cops still do that, throwing flashbangs mm-hmm. in cribs and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One woman takes off, terrified of the gunfire, and starts running. Bill yells at her to stop. Then he shoots her in the back because <laughs> Bill is a nice guy. Yeah. Or, like I said, that sounds like a cop thing to do sometimes, too. She was Bill. armed, I think. I don't know. I couldn't see the front of her where her hands were, but I just assumed she was armed. Yeah, she was in the process of fleeing, so I felt in danger. Yeah. Uh, the only man the, the home guard managed to kill was a captive that was running away to escape Bloody Bill. 
Uh, seeing that they were matched, the home guard took off and the bushwhackers took off after them. Be the oh shit moment. All of the home guard escaped except for one, a guy named John Kirker. His horse stumbled and fell. A bushwhacker named John Moppin galloped up, shot Kirker, jumped from his horse. John took Moppin? Off Moppin? Nice. Moppin' John. Uh, <laughs> yep. He was mopping up. He took off Kirker's scalp, then sawed away till his head fell off, then stabbed the body. So this John Moppin' guy, he was a new recruit. So he kind of impressed him a little bit that they had another bushwhacker that enjoyed using using a knife as much as little Archie did. Well, we, yeah, fi- yeah. we, finally, we finally made it to serial Kilderum. Kill, kill, killer, dumb, killer, dumb. F- That's the word. The fu- what the fuck do you mean? Finally, this whole thing has been. Well, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the playing with the corpse and dismembering it and shit. Well, they they did that though already to the union guys in the town too. Oh, that's right. And uh, I mean, they've been scalping people for a minute. You know. Yeah, it's all bad. I don't like these people. No. <laughs> Why not? All right. Um, I've had enough. I can't take any more of this. We're going to have to cut this into two parts and so I can slowly digest him in pieces. M- much like a bushwhacker victim cut it into pieces. So you can slowly digest them. <laughs> so you can slowly... <sighs> All right. Uh, hit me with a hail of gunfire. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like bushwhacker victims. Oh. Gunfire. <laughs> 